Good morning, Journey. It is uh, good to be with you, and uh, what a beautiful day it is, uh, not only outside, but inside. Uh, we have the beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit um, that God has poured out, and um, He has given to us, and that we're going to celebrate and listen to today. Um, but before I start, we just want to uh, continue on in worship through an act of giving. And um, just as earlier as Gary was sharing kind of that word that he felt like the Lord was speaking um, to us this morning, um, I kind of felt at that time that the Holy Spirit was saying um, and reminding me of the verse that says, God will not be mocked. What you sow, you will reap. And that there's many of you that have sown into things, and not just financially, this season, uh, this very unique season that we've been in. And you, you've sowed it, and you've sowed it faithfully. And there's been things that the Lord's put in your heart. And I just feel like the Lord's saying, you will reap, and you will reap soon. And, um, and, and that's just a great reminder as we give today. Um, the details are gonna, should be right below on the screen right now, uh, where you can just give and just sow into what God is doing here in Lisburn through this beautiful family that God has knitted together. So I want to encourage you to give. Actually, I want to pray about that. And then we're just going to jump in and, and um, listen to what the Lord has for us this morning. So, Father, we just love you. Uh, we thank you for the beautiful day. We thank you for the anticipation and expectation that is in the air. And, um, Father, we know that you align things both in the natural and in the spiritual. So we look outside and we just go, man, it is, it is gorgeous. And then we look inside and we see you and we see your face, Jesus, and we just say you are amazing and you are beautiful. And it is with that that we offer all that we have to you. We give of ourselves freely. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would even move us in these days to be the most generous people that you've, that, that, that you've created in this hour to be. That we would just give, give of our time, give of our resource, give of our money. And not just because you called us to, but because it is our desire to. So, God, we, we release this to you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Um, I do want to say this. I feel like I'm going to leave some time um, here at the end, and I'm even saying this impromptu to, to Gary and others here that's, that's in this room. I feel like we're going to have a time of ministry at the end, and so um, I don't even know if there's a way that people can send a message in online or something like that as well um, But um, that, that the guys can look at. But if you feel like there's something that the Holy Spirit is saying this morning that would be a, a, a word or a ministry to the body, I want to leave some time for that at the end as I feel like the Lord is, is doing that. Because it doesn't matter if we're right in front of ourselves. The Holy Spirit doesn't, he doesn't need the, 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 the quantitative value of geography in order to move and release his power, right? He can do it whether you're sitting at home or I think there's one or, one or two vehicles out in the car park right now that are listening in, which is amazing. But, um, yeah, we just want the Holy Spirit to move and to give Jesus honor and glory this morning. Um, yeah, I just want to share, not maybe not in the most traditional form this morning, but I just feel like the Lord is wanting to highlight just a few things as we finish this journey that Gary reminded us that we've been on, this, this time of resurrection uh, to Pentecost. And, and I don't, again, I don't know about you, but I, I have so much expectation right now. I have so much hope. Now, it didn't necessarily start that way in this season that we've been in, but like right now, and I, I have a feeling that if you've positioned your heart to receive from the Lord in this season, that there is a level of expectation, hope that, it, that is rising. Unfortunately, though, as we look around in the world, and it doesn't take long for us to do that, we see that for some people, actually, um, depression and anxiety and fear continually builds. 
But, but again, there is a larger narrative at play here for those of us who have said yes to Jesus. Because when we look at Jesus, we see that he is above heaven and earth and that he is reigning and he is in absolute control and he's taking care of those who love him. And so there's this beautiful narrative that's taking place. And I'm excited for what God is doing in this time. I'm excited for what Jesus is doing today on this day of Pentecost that we celebrate. And, and, and though I do think there's a literal Pentecost that's taking place in this day and hour, I feel like the Holy Spirit is positioning us to step into a new era. I believe that, as we've talked about, there's shifts that's going on in the natural all over the place. And again, it doesn't take long for us to see that as governments are shifting, um, as, as people's ideals about how life is, operates is shifting. Um, some of these things are good, some of the things are bad, but, but just as God is shifting things on the earth, he's also shifting things in the heavenly places. And God is shaking some demonic strongholds right now. He's shaking some things. Um, and, 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 and those things then have repercussions that we can see into the world today. So as, as the Lord is shaking strongholds, he's opening up doors for you and I to step into this beautiful relationship with the Holy Spirit. To see his plans and his purposes come about. And, and man, it's, so it's with that that I am truly excited and, and I hope that you have that excitement. And if you don't, I, I really want to pray for that for you today. I want to minister that to our hearts today. Because again, it doesn't matter the circumstance or the situation that we find ourselves in. Because he so graciously seated us in heavenly places with him. That we can soar above that, that we can soar like wings like eagle. We, we can run and not grow weary. And the circumstances and the things around us cannot stop the love of God or stop us from taking the gates of hell. And that's why the Holy Spirit was originally poured out. When, when we look at Acts chapter 2, we see this beautiful picture of Jesus' desire coming true. Where the, the Father sent the Son and then the Son sent the Spirit. And he, he, he promised his followers back then, like, hey, I'm going to send someone to you that's going to give you power from on high because you're going to need it. Because there's an era that's shifting. There's an era of shifting from where you lived by accordance to rules and laws that never actually had the power to set you free as a person. Right? And that's why Jesus came. But then Jesus said, I can't be everywhere at one time. But what I can do is I can release my spirit to you and, and pour my spirit out on all flesh. Right? I can pour out my spirit on all flesh. Whether you're uh, elderly, whether you're middle age, or whether you are just a child. The Lord is no respecter of person. And he sees that, he goes, I want my burning flame of fire burning in every single generation, in every single age group, because they together, being unified by my spirit, will exemplify the beauty of Christ on earth. And, and that's one of the beautiful reasons then that, that Jesus poured out his spirit and said, I want you to wait for the Holy Spirit. Because if you will, we need it. And not only do we need it, but the world needs it. And, and as we talk about, like, in some respects, when you talk about, like, things like globalization, and we talk about the advancement of how information moves so quickly and so fast and those kinds of things, Jesus has said 2,000-some-odd years ago, I have something that supersedes even that. 
If the structures in the world break down, if internet goes down, if, if the economy drops, I have a resource that I'm depositing into you that supersedes any kingdom of this world. And you're going to need to rely upon that person, not a system, but on that person in order to, to do the task that I've called you to do. But with that person comes infinite resource. With that person comes an infinite embodiment of my love towards you. And with that person comes a power. A power that is needed. A power that is actually not even something that we muster up on our own. It is a power of heaven that is released. That then makes Jesus manifest in front of the world around us. That's the beauty of Pentecost. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says this, When the day of Pentecost had come. Another way of translating that, the Greek would, would say something a little bit more like, um, when the day of Pentecost was being fulfilled. And I believe that we are in a time where there is a, that we are living in a time that is being fulfilled. And I don't say that lightly. And trust me, I say that with, with, with a sense of fear of the Lord within me. Because the last thing that I want to do is to be a broken record or just repeat whatever I'm hearing on social media or anything else. But as I've sat with Jesus over these weeks and months, I do believe that he is moving us and that this is a fulfillment of time that Jesus has held in his heart for all of eternity. Where he is wanting to make significant moves and shifts in his body. Because we're about ready to launch into a time where the body of Christ, the ecclesia, his government ruling body on earth, is needed to come together in such a way and to fulfill his purposes in such a way that we haven't lived into yet. But he's going to give us the power and the resource and able to do that. And, and it's, it's, it's going to be absolutely incredible. So what is he doing? And I know some of this might sound, again, a little bit redundant, but there's nothing redundant about what the Holy Spirit is saying in this hour. If anything, it's because our ears need to continually hear. And it's because he's making, uh, he, he's setting new mindsets within our thinking, right? The, uh, Romans 12 says, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. And one of the greatest things that the Holy Spirit does is he guides us into all truth. And he guides us into not just what, God has said, but what he's saying. And we see this even as if we continue, actually if you look back just a little bit in Acts chapter 1, uh, there was this time of preparation and the, the apostles were all gathered together and they were ready and they were waiting on what God was about ready to pour out in his spirit. But they had to get some alignment pieces in place and it says that they were looking over the Psalms and then Peter stood up and said, I was reading the, the, the Psalms, I was reading from the book of David and what I heard was this, we need to find another apostle. Now that's not what the scripture said, but that's what was derived as the Holy Spirit was talking to them. And we, you and I, are going to step into a time where we are going to start seeing with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the word of God with such clarity. That isn't about just the doctrines that we believe, though there'll be even more enlightenment on that, but that this will be a light into our feet and, and, or a light into my feet and, and, and into our path, where this will, by the power of the Holy Spirit, leaning on the word of God, will give us directives each and every day to a greater level than we've ever walked in. 
And I don't know about you, but what I don't need is I don't need, I don't need other people telling me what to do in this hour. And yeah, there's all these uncertainties, but what we have is we have the Holy Spirit of God, which is the wisdom of God residing in God's heart, who is wanting to give us our directives each and every day to where we move freely and operate with him in a place of rest. And that's that next part I believe that I just want to share that what God is doing is that he's launching us into a season of rest like we've never experienced before. I actually believe that's why this, this period of waiting, this period of lockdown, God has used for those of us that have been willing to listen. He's used it as a way to actually tear down some structures and some forms and some molds that we've been living in for so long. And some mindsets that we've been living in that, that, that say I have to do in order to succeed. And, and I don't see that anywhere in my Bible when I, I, I don't. What I see when I look at the manifestation of Jesus is working and operating out of a rhythm of rest at all times. And so I'm not talking about your occupation. What I'm talking about is a position of our hearts. And and, and a way in which we will um, display to the world as ambassadors of Christ that there is power in Jesus. Because we won't be thwarted. Because we'll be operating out of a place of rest. And I don't know about you, but that's one of the biggest things that the Lord has, has shown me in this time. Of how much I still continually try to operate out of my own strength and my own might. And I believe in this Pentecost Sunday, what we see is we see a group of men and women who are gathered together. Yes, out of obedience, but at a place of waiting. And I, I know I mentioned this like two weeks before, but we, we watched them. And it, was, and it says that on the, day of, on the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And then suddenly there was a sound of heaven. They weren't trying to conjure up a move of God. They weren't trying to figure out what's the next strategy. They weren't sitting at home going, how am I going to best prepare my finances for the future? Now, am I saying that there's not wisdom in that? No, I'm not saying that. Those are all fine things. But you see, when that becomes our mode of operation, and we try to, out of our own wisdom and our own might, prepare and plan, whether it's in the church, whether it's in our homes, or we try to like, make a, a directive for the course of our life, and, and make these five-year plans or whatever, then all of a sudden what we do, and I know this is kind of scary, scary to think about, it, we're actually invoking a spirit of witchcraft because what we're doing is we're trying to subtly manipulate and control our own environments. And God forbid that we'd ever even do that in the church, but I'd be the first to say I've probably, I have operated in that spirit before. Because we believed lies that said, if I only work, and if I only come up with the next best idea, and if I only put more of my power and my ability and my muscle and my degree thinking and, and all of those things behind what I'm doing, then we will have what we need. And to be honest, as I think about Pentecost and I get excited about it, and I could because I love revival and I want to see more revival, I want to see awakening, I want all of that. I had to stop and ponder and think going, God, how much of today are we sitting here trying to get you to do what we want you to do? In our lives, 
in our churches, in our homes. I'm the one that's still trying to do the right kinds of things. Or I'm the one that's trying to put the right methods and forms and molds together in, in order for you then to move. And beloved, I just hear the Lord just being very bold and straight to us today and says, lay those things down. Because my plans and purposes have never, ever come to fruition by your power or by your strength. And I think the, the humility of the hour that this season has shown us is that we don't have control over much. But I would, just, I would beg you to say, yes, it's Pentecost Sunday, all that kind of stuff. But this is an era that we're walking into, not just a day. And that, that there is a continual invitation for us to walk to new levels and new heights. To walk into new rhythms where each and every day we get up and we go, Jesus, what are you up to today? Holy Spirit, would you be actually my helper or my guide or my comforter today so that I would walk in your rhythms, so that I would walk with your power? And you, so, so here's the beautiful thing. So it doesn't matter what you do or, or what God's called, you know, whether you're in your family or whether you're in your workplace or whether it's the church, if you're a church leader or whatever, it doesn't matter because when you're walking and keeping in step with the Holy Spirit, which is a place of rest, Hebrews says to us uh, in, in Hebrews chapter 4, it says, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it says, basically, be done with the works. Because I, Jesus, died so that you would enter in to like living on a different paradigm than everyone else. So that you would enter into rest. And it said, have great fear, actually, if you haven't entered into that place. And I think one of the reasons it says that is because what we begin to do then is we begin to perpetrate uh, demonic cycles in the world. Even if we are saved, even if we are believers, we're, we're exercising our own power and our own might. And it's the grace and the mercy of the Lord that he's inviting us to walk in this rest. Where as the helper and as the comforter, he's speaking into every aspect of our lives. I don't know about you, but I want that. And I've longed for that for a long time. I've been hungry and thirsty for that. To where I walk with ease, not striving to hear his voice, not striving to enter into a whole nother realm of revival, uh, not striving to fix the issues in my family, not striving to figure out what tomorrow brings, but to enter into a place of rest. The Holy Spirit's like a dove, you know? And most of the time, when I look at doves or see doves, if they're flying, it's with grace. The wind is underneath them. They soar. Not a lot of struggle. Or they're perched up on a wire, waiting for whatever might come. Right? And, and please hear me. This is not a position and a posture of laziness. It's actually a position of love and surrender. To where Jesus then becomes the one exemplified through our power or through his power. To where Jesus is the one because we are at rest. His spirit then has a place to hover and rest upon so that he can move into the places of society to see the transformation that we long for. And that's exactly what happens in Acts chapter 2. We see again they were in one place. They were together together. 
Yes, there was probably worship and prayer going on. We know that there was this, this, this feast going on. Pentecost was this fruition of, of, of the celebration of um, uh, the festival of, of first fruits. And um, actually, on that word, let me just say that real quick. I felt this during worship. Um, for some of you that have sown into this season, um, where, where, where if, if the Lord has told you, hey, I want you to focus on this, or I want you to rest, or I want you to, to invest in this, whatever it might be, um, let that be a first fruits offering unto the Lord. And if you haven't done that, I pray that even right now, that you would give of yourself in a way even today, just as an act of faith to the Lord as a first fruits offering. What that was is they would bring the very first produce that they would have of the harvest and they would bring it and they would offer it to the Lord. To say, Lord, you made this all happen anyways and we're trusting you with the rest, so here's my first fruits, right? And isn't it beautiful that in that spirit of waiting, God said, well, I'm gonna give you my first fruits. I'm gonna give you the first taste of what heaven looks like, and I'm going to deposit that in you. And it will remain with you. It will remain with you if you continually walk in accordance with it. So I just want to release that to you. Some of you step in, release a first fruits offering to the Lord today, whatever that might look like, and uh, man, the Lord will be honored. And, and I, would, I would even say you'll probably be blessed in a significant way as you do that, because that's who our Father is. Again, he, he, God will not be mocked. You will reap uh, what you have sown. And so give and give with a joyous heart. Again, that could be time, that could be money, it could be a, a lot of different things. Um, so and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, Acts chapter 2. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves. And they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other languages as the Spirit was giving them utterance. And again, just to kind of finish up that point about rest. They're at a place of rest. And it was the Holy Spirit that was moving according to the Holy Spirit's timing as the Holy Spirit gave utterance. Now, again, I'll go back to that first part that said, I do believe that we are in a fulfilled moment of time, a prophetic time in history where God is making these dramatic shifts in us if we'll say yes to it, right? If we'll respond to it. But at the same time, as he's, he's offered us to walk into that, um, we do that from a place of rest, allowing him to move in his space and in his time. And I know for a lot of you that, that this waiting period has been very, very difficult. But as I look at the book of Acts, and I'm so, uh, I'm encouraged that Gary's decided to do that direction. Because what we'll see is that we'll see a lot of waiting. Oh, there's a lot of action. But if we were to look at the chrono chronology of the whole book of Acts, we're looking at a several year like time span, if not more. Probably, I think it's actually a couple decades from the couple chapters that we read when we read this. You know, and that's the thing that we get in our society. Like, a lot of times you can read our Bibles and we have this expectation that God should be moving right now. Because, man, when I read my Bible, it's like, look, miracle, miracle, intervention. Uh, God does something amazing. God speaks this, that. And it feels like this is just like every day. And, man, I, yes, Lord, come. Like, I want to see the miraculous every day. Like, I do. 
But the reality is that waiting is actually the position that we take because that's where the Holy Spirit moves. And all of a sudden, as we wait, we begin to position our heart to enjoy Jesus and to be enjoyed by him. And that's what the Holy Spirit is attracted to. The Holy Spirit is attracted to lovers of Jesus who know that they could be entrusted with this blessing. But you got to see, it's God's desire that we all walk that same way. Because it says just a little bit later, when Peter was telling the crowd, when they were going, what is going on here? And I just want to tell you this, there is going to be a whole lot more of these moments in your future if you say yes right now to what God is doing in your life by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's going to be a whole lot more moments where people are going, what's happening right now? And you know where it's going to happen? It's going to happen in conference rooms. It's going to happen in your living room. Yes, it's even going to happen in our churches. It may happen out in parking lots as drive-by or drive-in churches are happening. It's going to happen at the Tesco and at Lidl where people are going to go, hey, what's, what's going on right here, right now? And guess what? It's going to be because the Holy Spirit is moving because you are walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Not out of step, not operating out of, oh, i got to get home real quick, i got to get this done, but because you've been set free from that. And there's a freedom that is coming and a freedom that we can already enter into. And beloved, I'm just even feeling as I continually talk about this, that, that it, <laughs> I'm just affirmed more and more and more. This is what God is wanting to pour out into us. The freedom that Christ set us free for. So that we would walk and not just sit in heavenly places. Because when we walk with the Spirit, we're actually walking outside of this paradigm. We're not walk, walking in the natural realm any longer. We're actually walking in the spiritual realm. So that just like when Peter and John, just in a chapter later, when they're just walking, doing their thing, at rest, at peace, and an opportunity comes right at them, and the Holy Spirit then comes upon them and rests upon them and says, now I want you to engage right now in this moment. And I want you to release the spirit realm, the, the, the spiritual realm that you walk in as a new believer and as a new creation, as one that has Christ in them, and one where you are in Christ, and now you are just going to be a conduit of that power and of that love and that rest. So that Jesus is made manifest through you. And Peter and John then said, hey, stand up and walk. But can we see this? More, probably more importantly, can we receive this? And the good thing is, is that we have not missed this opportunity. We have not missed this opportunity. For the Lord is gracious. He's so gracious and he's so kind. And I believe it's the Holy Spirit that's moving that's inviting us to say, oh, friend. <laughs> He's saying, oh, my child, come and be at rest. Come and be at peace. Because the desires that are in your heart for the transformation, for the awakening, for the revival, all of those things are the desires that I've put into your heart. But if you want to see those desires fulfilled, then rest and be at peace. For then I will move. And then I will display my Father in heaven in such a powerful way. Just like two weeks ago, I talked about that word uh, from Zephaniah that he gave to Zerubbabel, to Zerubbabel 
And he said, oh, you're going to rebuild the temple? And God said, yeah, it's not going to be by your power. It's not going to be by your might. But it will be by my spirit. And what a word that is for you and I today. All of the stuff that we're doing, and I just want to say this right now, the mental illness that you've been fighting for years, that you've been fighting, that you've been looking for answers for, that you've been trying, that you've been trying to overcome in your own might and in your own power, God is just saying, release it and rest. And let me come and settle upon you. Let me free you. Let those chains fall off. And you know, sometimes it's not even the chains of the demonic. It's the change of our own power and our own might that's locking the Holy Spirit from releasing his power and his might into our situations. And so may the Lord break those things in our life. May the Lord break those things in our churches where our power and our might has actually been the blockade that has stopped the, the, the spirit of power from being poured out upon us so that the love of Jesus might be manifest in the world around us. Yeah, I just feel like I, I, need to, I need to just stop and pray about that right now. Father, I just thank you for that revelation. That was not in any preparation. So I'm just trusting that's your voice right now. That it's actually we, God, have prohibited the normal everyday rhythms of your spirit moving with power, displaying the love of Jesus because we've tried so hard because we've exercised our own might, our agenda. And in fact, we've been operating in the spirit of witchcraft without even knowing it. So God, I just repent right now. I repent of by my power and by my might. And God, I repent on behalf of your body. Because, Holy Spirit, the desire that you've given us has been hidden behind still this mindset that we have that says, I know the way forward. And God, the reality is we don't. If anything, Father, we've just been smacked right in the face with the idea that we don't have control. That we don't have answers. Whether that be in the church or in the world or whatever. But what we do know is that you are the answer, that you are the way. But the way in which that is released into the world through us, which is such a humbling gift, is when we lay down this, this, our own power and our own might. Would you forgive us, God? Would you forgive us, God? Because we long, we long to enter into the rest that Jesus has already purchased for us. And God, I even confess that it is still a struggle. Even, even sending messages to Gary, even this week about going, Gary, like, would you pray for me? Because I'm still struggling, even in preparation for this, to say, man, I, I feel my power and my might wanting to come at play here because it's Pentecost Sunday. And it's such a time as this. And so I want to have the right words. And so I strive even in doing that. But I repent. 
So Holy Spirit, we just humbly ask with no pretense, would you come? Would you fill us? Even right now, in our homes, right now. In Jesus' name, would you come right now? Holy Spirit, come. In our cars, at our lunch break, whatever it is that we're listening to this, would you come right now, Holy Spirit? Would the fire of heaven break off the chains of our thinking, of our mind, of our own idolatry, in Jesus' name? Jesus, we want you to have the rightful place. And we want your power and your might displayed through your spirit. Because Jesus, this is why you went to heaven. You went to heaven so that your spirit would be poured out. So that the power of heaven would be seen. And so we know that this is in your desire. And so we position ourselves as your bride. To enter into rest. Like never before. So God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this era that you've invited us into. Oh, your hand is so, your hand is so strong and it's so gentle at the same time. Father, right now, just in the attitude of prayer and in this place of ministry, God, I just want to, um, I just want to ask God right now and I just want to release um, angelic ministry right now in the name of Jesus. God, I call forth uh, more angels than ever been before that's been released upon this land, that's been released upon this earth to carry your glory, to carry your power, to even be moving around us right now. God, I pray for even angelic visitations, and not because I'm hyper-interested in angels, but what I am interested in is, is that we need all the help that we can get. And your word says in Hebrews chapter 1 that aren't they ministering spirits sent to, to, to minister to the saints? Aren't the angels ministering spirits that have been sent? So God, we ask for them right now. We ask for them to move across this land to build connections that only you can build that would, would make divine connections, God, that would release divine resources, that would release divine healing right now. And um, even as we were praying before the service started, I felt like there was two things that I don't, <laughs> that the Lord wants to touch right now. Again, I felt like there was something um, that the Lord wants to heal some mouth things, even potentially with the lips. I know that might sound strange, but, but that, that somebody that might be struggling or have some kind of a, a cut or something um, or, or infection, I don't know, but something that has to do with the lips that the Lord is even healing that right now. And I also felt about some kind of just, um, uh, you don't have answers for it, but there is a pain in, in, in your knee or in your knees. And the Lord is just saying, I'm healing that right now. In Jesus' name. I just want to release those things. And uh, if there's anything else or anyone else that has, has been feeling or sensing anything, either whether it's online or Gary or anyone else in the room, and that feels like they need to release that, I just want to, give an opportunity for that to happen. Um, I, there's a lot more that I felt like I wanted to say, but I feel like the Holy Spirit was really landing on this point this morning, that it is a gift for us to release this unto the Lord because, because we have an opportunity, beloved, 
to the joy that we've been praying about, the joy that Gary, it just, he carries it, Gary carries joy, and he carries a release of it, but there's a greater level of joy that we are to walk in, but joy only comes through rest. That joy that he wants to release only comes as our minds and our hearts are positioned in the heavenly places, and we release it on earth through the power of his Holy Spirit. So we just say, come Holy Spirit, do what you want to do. We are done trying to get in your way. We love you. Move in the smallest ways, move in the biggest ways, move in the most profound ways, move in the subtle ways. It doesn't matter. We just knew that whatever you do, it'll be absolutely amazing and it will reveal Jesus. And that is our heart. And that is the heart cry of the nations of the world is to see Jesus high and lifted up. So we love you and we honor you, Holy Spirit. And I do ask that you would send us and launch us into a whole new era of keeping in step with you, Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. I would just ask real quick before we close, is there anyone else that has anything they want to share in here? Or... No? No? Good. Beloved, I just want to say be at peace. Be excited. This is the good work of God. He is moving and it's, it's, yeah, the world might get crazier around us, but in here and with one another, it's getting better. It's getting better because our Father is good. So again, I'll just bless you as we leave today. May the grace of our Lord Jesus, may the love of the Father, and may the fellowship, this unique oneness with the Holy Spirit, be with you in every single moment of every single day so that his power would be released. Amen and amen and amen. Be blessed.